Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Now I'm excited today because I want to bring a life-changing message to you. I really believe it. If you apply it in your life. And so I want to teach a truth to you. How do you know it's God? How do you know it's God? And I'll give you some filters today to teach you how you know it's God or not bad pizza. Uh, people, pastor, I had this dream and I ate this and I heard this and what does it mean? I said, what did you have for supper? Because <laughs> it means you had something weird for supper. But how do you know it's God when people come to you and say, I feel like God has told me something. How do you know what's God? And I want to say to you, listen to me, don't accept everything that everybody says to you. You know that there are some crazy people out there that come across as uh, very spiritual. I should say spiritual nuts, but, but you know, they add God to the end of every sentence. And they are like cray cray, I tell you. Come on somebody. Amen. You're all quiet, getting quiet on me, are you? Don't do that. And so you need to know if it's God or not. Are you ready to find out how? Say after me, my heart's open, my mind's ready, I won't be the same again, in Jesus' name. You know, we've, we, we, we still, even till today, we go on holiday as a family, now an extended family with my daughter-in-laws, whatever, but, but often we, and we have in the past, gone on holiday to foreign countries. And through experience, my family have now banned me from driving overseas. Jared is the designated driver. Kaylin, substitute. And under no circumstance am I allowed to drive overseas. Why? I keep telling him, it's not my fault that everybody over there is driving on the wrong side of the road. They're the ones on the wrong side of the road. You know, it's not my fault that the signs are illegible. You know, so I turn into oncoming traffic. A couple of times I'm asking, is this the road? Is this the one-way street? And I'm going the wrong way. The other thing is I'm also in a rental car. All the instruments are on the opposite side. So, I mean, they're backwards over there. And so my windscreen wipers are going instead of my flickers. And I don't know the way to go. I don't understand the signs. I don't know if we're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. Literally, this is the truth. One time, I literally turned onto a freeway. I turned onto the freeway with confidence to have my entire family stop screaming at me. And I turned onto a freeway onto oncoming traffic. On the wrong, just with cars coming past. That was the day, that was the day they banned me from driving overseas. All right. Um, but you know, everything over there, parking is a nightmare because I can't read the signs. So if I park here, are they going to tow me away or aren't they? So hence banned. But often, I didn't know if I was supposed to go right sometimes or go left sometimes. And I wonder if you can relate to this because sometimes life can feel like that. You're wondering, do I go left here? But it's written in French or it's written in Italian. And you're thinking, I don't do foreign. Is this a road? Isn't this a road? God, do you really want me to go in this direction? And I don't know if this is the right direction. 
I feel maybe this is the right direction. Apple Maps says it's the right way to go, but is it? You know, my aunt who has a relationship with God says I must go there, but I don't know if I should go there. And my life group leader, well, he's not much help because my, my, my life group leader, he's like, well, yes, you know, maybe you should go there. I don't know. You need to pray about it. Okay. And so anybody been there in your life where it's, God, could you just please just give me a neon sign in my life? And I'll be real honest, sometimes discerning or knowing if it's God or not can be really, really difficult. But, but the, the Bible is clear. The Bible tells us that we can know that it's God. And, uh, and you've got to understand, the, the Bible also tells us that not every voice that we hear is God. Or the voice of God. If you grew up around church at all, you may have had some experiences of where people come up to you and say, the Lord told me to tell you. And you know what? There are times when that is legitimate. I've had God drop something into my heart and I've gone to somebody and said, hey, I really feel God has told me to tell you this, whatever. And, and they break down and they weep and they say, you know, I don't know how you knew that, but it's exactly what I needed to hear right now in my life. Because God does speak that way. Uh, at times but there are times when people get it wrong and so you need to be able to discern a word from somebody you need to be able to hear the voice of God in your life and you need to have some kind of grit some kind of filter through which you filter out is this God or isn't it because for some of you it's a decision about your career it's a decision about you moving it's about a decision of you making or taking a step of faith in your life Decisions that you need to know, that you know, that you know, that you know that it's God. Are you with me? John 4 says this, dear friends, do not be, do not believe every spirit. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Because some come across as very, very holy. But test the spirit to see whether they are from God. So test the spirit. So what is my test? What is my filter? What is my litmus test to know if it's from God? Another verse that addresses this, it says this. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. It leads to death in the end. And there are some things when we can say, this feels right. I think this is right. Yes, this is God. I'll step out in this area, but the end of it leads to death. So we must know how to test the spirit. We need a grid through which we make some decisions of whether or not, yes, this is the voice of God. No, this is not the voice of God. Yes, this is the leading. Yes, is this is the, the prompting of God in my life. No, this is not uh, uh, God speaking to me. So I want to give you four questions today that I would encourage you to use at home. I've had these throughout my ministry. I got them long before my ministry. I thank God for great mentors I had in my life. I had a man called Clyde Berry, I had another man called Malcolm Heading. They always said, you must always ask questions. And so there are some questions you need to ask to know whether or not God is speaking to you and to know how to filter the voices that are coming into your life and to know how to follow the direction of God in your life. So are you ready? Question number one is this. Does it agree with God's word? Duh. No, but does it agree with God's word? This is in order of priority as well. Listen to me. 
This is the order of priority that I'm going to give you. This is not the last question to ask. This is not the third question to ask. This is not even the second question to ask. This is number one question to ask. And it is, is what I'm hearing agreeing with God's word? Listen to this. God's voice will never contradict God's word. Let me say it again. God's voice will never contradict God's word. Even Jesus affirms this in uh, Matthew 12. He says this. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read? Haven't you read? Jesus is facing this situation that is before him, and Jesus doesn't even give his own personal opinion. Jesus takes them back to the written scriptures of the time to address the issue. They were giving him a word. Have people come and give you a word? Oh, I have the word from the Lord. You shouldn't eat on the Sabbath. Your music is too loud. You should be wearing a longer skirt. Your disciples have tattoos. The church is growing too big. They were giving him a word. And Jesus didn't go, well, that's not how I feel about it. Nah, that's not my opinion. No, no, no. He said, haven't you read? Haven't you read? In other words, he took them back to say, is what you're saying lining up with the word of God? So how do I filter out the voices of God? And Jesus goes on and tells the story about David and how he and his companions were hungry and they were eating on the Sabbath. And he says there, haven't you read? In other words, there is a biblical precedent for this. Are you with me? So it's not how I feel. It's not what makes me feel good. It's not my pet little hobby horse that I've got. It's not what makes me happy um, it's not what's popular to hear but there is a way because you've got to understand there is a way that seems right to men but the end the end of it leads to destruction leads to death so it's not I begin with will this make me happy I don't begin at the place of does this feel great to me I don't begin with what makes me comfortable. No, no, no. My starting point is, does this agree with the word of God? Is what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, the choice that I'm making or about to make, is this what God wants me to do? Then it is going to agree with the word of God. Because the voice of God that you're hearing will never contradict the word of God that has already been written. You've got to know that. So I feel like God wants me to do this. That's good. But first, first, let's make sure it doesn't contradict the word of God. Does it go against what God has already revealed to me in his scriptures? Because you've got to know God is not schizophrenic. God will not contradict himself. God is the same yesterday. God is the same today. God is the same forever. So I can go to his word and his word will give me direction. It won't contradict his word. So that's your starting point. You know, I think that God is leading me in a direction. Does it contradict the word of God? And for some people, and this is a valid point, 
they will say, what I'm dealing with doesn't really have a scripture and verse. Been there? Be honest, you're allowed to talk back. You started off loud. I'm trying to decide if I must take this job and uh, 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 must I take it or, or mustn't I take it? And, and there is no verse that says, Yea, ye, resigneth now. Thou shalt resign on the third day of the month of the full moon. And after that, God shall open the doors of heaven and you shall receive six figures, my child, and you will finish good. There's no verse that says that. So I don't know what to do in that situation. So let's go to the next filter. With me? Then you do number two. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Pastor, it doesn't contradict the word of God, but, but there is not necessarily a scripture for me. That there's some wisdom, yes, in the Bible. I read the Proverbs and, and it kind of gives me some wisdom on, on how to think about it, yes. You know, how to go after it, yes. But I don't really have some direct direction from the Bible for it. There is no, yes, my child, bury that girl now. I can't find that scripture. There, there are decisions I have to make and, and I've read the word of God and even in reading the word of God I can't find a clear path. Okay, that's alright, don't panic. Let's do number two. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Look what the Bible says. It says in James 3, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. So the word, the voice that comes from heaven will be pure. Peace loving. It'll be considerate. It's submissive. It'll be full of mercy and good fruit. It'll be impartial and sincere. Peacemakers will, will sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. All these things look like things to me that draw me closer to Jesus. They make me more like Jesus. He was a pure person. He was a peace-loving person. He was a considerate person. He was submissive to the Father first. He was full of mercy and good fruit. He was impartial. Are you following me? These are things that draw me to Jesus. So does it draw me closer to Jesus? How does this play out in real life? Pastor, I feel as if God is speaking to me about taking this new job and I'm trying to figure out if it's God or not. Well, does the schedule of the new job allow you to get closer to Jesus or will you pull it, pull you further away from Jesus? Do you see how this begins? Uh, it often plays a, well, I, I feel I should go out with this guy, you know, uh, in my life. I, I really think I should go out with him. And will he pull you closer to Jesus or is he going to push you further away from Jesus? Well, I feel like I should make this expenditure in my life. I want to buy this thing and I'm really trying to discern the voice of God. Well, will doing that thing draw you closer to Jesus or will you pull you further away from Jesus? It's not contradicting the word of God. And I don't really have a clear verse to give me direction. Well, then your next filter is, will it draw me closer to Jesus? I've seen too many people over my time in the ministry make decisions that you can see all over the decision before it was ever made that it was going to pull them away from Jesus. It was going to pull them away from connecting with the body of Christ. It was going to pull them away. But, but Pastor, you don't understand, Pastor. It's a great opportunity. Woo, it's a lot of money. 
But I only have to work every Sunday from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. You need to discern the voice of God. Now listen to me. I'm not saying it's not God. Did you hear that? I'm not saying it's not God. But I'd be real careful to discern the voice of God in that. Because it, it definitely will pull on you and your connections to Jesus and his body. You've got to grasp that. Man, wow. He sent me flowers. He's so sweet. Man, he's sweet, he's sweet. He doesn't want to come to church ever with me, but, but he's nice. I mean, he's, pastor, he's really nice. He's not a Christian, but he's kind. He, he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good, he's a real good guy. He's a moral guy, even though he doesn't come to church. Is he going to draw you closer to Jesus? Well, you don't understand, pastor. I think God's calling me to be a missionary to him. <laughs> I've heard that <laughs> there's no such thing there's no such thing is he going to draw you closer to Jesus or pull you further away from him it's your next filter is this the voice of God in my life test the spirit somebody spoke a word to me is what they're saying to me going to draw me closer to Jesus or pull me further from Jesus? Is what they said to me contradicting God's word or does it line up with God's word? Now listen to me. If it contradicts God's word, you say, God bless you. God bless your heart. That's the Christianese of, of saying, you fool. God bless you. So you just smile and say, bless your heart and let them go. And then you say to yourself, I'm going to file that in file 13. Because what they just said contradicts the word of God. And God doesn't contradict his word. But if it doesn't contradict the word of God, then you must ask, does this draw me closer to Jesus or further away from Jesus? Which is filter number two. Where do I study? Where do I live? Does this contradict God's word? No, it doesn't. Will it draw me closer to Jesus? Uh, or will it put me further away from, the, from, from Jesus? Is Mary the one for me? Will God give me clarity in scripture? No, I have nothing there. She lines up with the word. She, she's a believer. She's a hard worker. She, she's not lazy. I'm not getting somebody who, who doesn't love Jesus. Is she going to draw me closer to Jesus? Yes, absolutely. Check, check, tick, tick, tick. Do you see how this plays out? Number three question is this. Whoa. Some of you are going to say, I knew I shouldn't have got out of bed this morning. This is one of those questions when I say it, some people just go, ah, I'm out of here. Number three, does your spiritual authority agree? Does your spiritual authority agree? Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs. The way of fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The wise person listens, seeks advice. Listen to this proverb. 
Proverbs 24. You need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisors. You want victory in your life, then you need some advisors in your life. Listen to me. I know this is kind of a, like a foreign concept in the culture that we live in today. But there is spiritual authority that God has put on your life. Those that came forward today were saying, I'm placing myself under spiritual authority. Not I'm agreeing with them. As soon as I disagree with them, I'm out of here. That's not submissive. No, God's placed authority over you. If you're a child, it's called mom and dad. He's placed them over you in your life. Are you with me? If you're part of this church, God has given the gift of me and Jan, my wife. Amen? Come on, Ephesians 2, you know, 7, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about God gives gifts to the church. And God does that because there is protection in that. And some of you have life group leaders and youth pastors and mentors and people that love you. They are your spiritual authority. They are here to protect you because they see things and they even discern things because of their given, their God-given role and because of their maturity. God gives them the ability to discern things you may not see. And you may not want their advice. You may not even like their advice. But if you will submit to their advice, you will save yourself, I think, a whole lot of heartache down the road. Be careful. Take an offense and you will reap a harvest. But here is what we, what we do. And I get it. I understand it because I've got to stop doing it even in my own life. Uh, but what I'm trying to do even in, in sharing it with you is, is just trying to help you break out and hear the voice of God in your life. In the culture we live in, we seek to get advice from those we know will tell us what we want to hear. Right? I know they, they won't support me, so I'll call that one over there. I can tell them, I know this is God, and, and, and I know them, and, and they will say, go ahead, you should do that. And to tell the truth, that person wouldn't know the Holy Spirit from a broom in a closet. You know? I know some people that pontificate, they really, they can pontificate. But they have absolute no idea about discernment. It's like people that get financial advice about a purchase they really want to make from some broke person. That's who they call. Should I buy this car and have this 2,000 rand car repayment every month? I'll call my broke uncle. He's broke, but I'll call him. What, what, what do you think? Yes, you ought to do that. Man, that's a really good interest rate. Go for it. No. Maybe you should go to someone who has done well. Go to somebody who is a success, who has managed and stewarded their finances well, and say to him, do you think this decision I'm about to make is a wise decision? But most times you want to just hear what we want to hear from people that we know will tell us what we want to hear. And so whenever someone in our life goes, that's a very unwise action. You're about to make a silly decision. The reaction is, who do you think you are to speak to me in my life? Thankfully, most people receive direction. But you'd be amazed at the reaction from some people. And you don't even have to test their spirit, I'm telling you now. You see the spirit right there manifested. 
Listen, if you have good authority over you, they will love you. Even when you make dumb decisions. Good authority, they, they won't rub it in afterwards and they won't, they won't be, I told you so, when you come back crying one day. If they're healthier, they'll say, you know what, that was yesterday. And they'll embrace you and move with, with you into your tomorrow. If they are securing God, they will do that. I believe that. I'm always sad when people are arrogant towards spiritual advice. And don't take it. Because I know that I know that I know adversity will eventually teach them. Sometimes it takes years. But you reap what you sow. And believing a lie doesn't make it the truth. Did you hear me? Believing a lie doesn't make it the truth. You need people in your life that love you so much that they want God's best for you and are prepared to question your choices and not blindly just give you a pat on the back. I've learned immature people always take umbrage at correction. Always. If you're getting upset with me right now, you've got an issue in this area. It's true. Last service, a lady left the room. <laughs> So, students, you may be dating somebody. And you may have some authority in your life that really loves you. And not only loves you, but loves God. And has an intimate relationship with God. And they're going, ah, this isn't good, just slow down. You need to listen. Did you hear me? You need to listen. You may think I'm crazy. I think I'm living in favor. In fact, I am living in favor. But you may think I'm crazy. But I've ended relationships. I've ended friendships because spiritual authority has come to me and said, that's not a good relationship. And it's hard. But I know they love me. And I know they see something I can't see. Now, I'm not talking about people coming and trying to control your life. I'm talking about wise counsel. I'm talking about people that have spiritual understanding and have maybe lived a longer Christian walk than you have. And they can see things that you don't see. They can see destruction down the road. Sometimes it's years down the road that you don't see at that particular time. I'm talking about some wise spiritual biblical counsel in your life. Not some friend or family member that, that, that's just edging you on and saying, go for it. So does it contradict the word of God? If it does, that's easy. That's not God. But if it doesn't, and there are many decisions that you don't get, oh, to Hezekiah 4.8, go and buy that Reynold Duster today. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's not there. It's not there. Does it contradict the word of God? Will it draw me closer to Jesus? Well, if I make that purchase and, and get the monthly payment, I can no longer tithe. So yes, that does draw me away from Jesus. Or, yes, I can tithe, I can do that. So yes, I feel good and I can give more of my tithes. And yes, it does draw me closer to Jesus. Okay then, are people that are in authority in my life, that are spiritual people, that actually walk with God, they have evidence of it in their life. And listen to me. Don't believe people's social media. 
I counsel some people that are in a terrible place spiritually, morally. And on Facebook and Instagram, Jesus and me, we like this. We're just so awesome together. I love him. He loves me. He just spoke to me and told me I'm his best child on the earth. Don't believe social media. Don't, I mean, don't just go and ask anybody. Be careful of family that believe you can do no wrong. You know, I can tell my mom anything and she say, Oh, my precious son, go do it. Do spiritual people give you a green light? Yes, they do. I'm feeling good. Okay, let's go one more. Are you ready? Number lost. Number four. Do I have peace? Do I have peace? This is lost, lost, lost for a reason. What you don't do is go, well, I've really got peace about this. Let me go see if God's word contradicts it. Because you'll read something and not be able to receive it because you go, that isn't really what it means. It doesn't really mean that because I've got peace. And some will go, no, 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 that's not a good decision. It's not wise what you're doing. Well, I have peace. I've got peace about it. Peace, peace, peace. My peace. No. That's not where you start. After you've gone through the grid, the last question you ask is, do I feel settled about this? Did you notice you don't start with you? You don't start with you. First, God's word. Jesus. Others, spiritual authority. Then you. Then you lost. I don't know anybody who has walked out on their spouse or children that didn't feel peace when it's all about them and their lives so don't start with you look at what the bible says in 1 corinthians 14 for god is not a god of disorder but of peace as in all the congregation of the lord's people god is not a god of disorder that root word the root word of that means disorder confusion or anxiousness disorder confusion or anxiousness He's not a God of disorder. For me, I've applied this list in my life. And, and I don't make a move if it's unsettled here. If I'm unsettled here, if I don't get peace, if, if I can answer everything else and I don't get peace, then I wait. I won't be pressurized if I don't have peace. I won't be manipulated. I won't be dominated. I won't be intimidated. Mark, we need a decision now. Now. I need a decision now. I've learned inner peace isn't feeling good about myself. Because I can say, he has an answer, then they all like me and they're happy. No, no, no. Pastor, I'm in a lean place financially. Please pray for me. I will do. Are you a good steward? Yes, yes, I'm a good steward. Do you tithe? Yes, yes, I tithe. To the storehouse? Oh, well, no, 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 no. 
my friend Jack down the road is in a hard place, so, so I give him my tithe. I'm paying tithe, I give it to him, but, but don't worry, Pastor. I have a peace. Now, peace isn't what you have. Jack makes you feel important. It's a good feeling. It gives you self-worth. But you now have leanness in your life. God is not the God of anxiousness. God is not the God of disorder, but peace. And so often in my life, it won't contradict God's word. It isn't going to take me away from Jesus. In fact, sometimes it could be a great thing. It could be great for me. It could be great for the church. Nobody is against it. But I just can't get settled. If I can't get peace, I say no. And always, 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 as soon as I say no, no matter how good the idea is, as soon as I say no, peace comes. Peace floods my heart. And I know, okay, I've made a decision. It's the will of God. I don't second guess it, because like the song, remember that old song, Peace Like a River? Floods my, okay, I'm a different generation. I'm showing my age. But you know, when I don't have that peace, I'll wake up wrestling at night. You know what? I can set my clock by it. Three minutes past three. No peace. I'm talking about before I make the decision. If I wake up, it's the first thing on my mind. Doom, doom, doom. But as soon as I say, no. Okay, I've got peace. I want to say, if you don't have peace, don't do it. I'm not talking about self-gratification. I'm talking about peace. He's not a God of disorder. He's not a God of anxiousness. He's a God of tenderness. He's a God of peace. And if you're not living in peace, it could be that you've heard wrong. It could be that you've done wrong. Because when he's speaking, it's peace. The result is peace. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God the peace of God which transcends all understanding in other words it doesn't make sense it didn't contradict God's word it would have drawn me closer to Jesus nobody in, in spiritual authority around me is saying that it's a bad idea but I don't have peace a peace that transcends understanding. Can I explain it to you? I recently made a decision in relation to this church's future. I have a peace now that transcends understanding. It says it fills your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And, and, and leadership around me has peace. Listen to me. God speaks today. He's still speaking. I keep seeing a clock coming up on the screen. Never seen it before. Are you telling me to hurry up at the back there? No, I'm joking. God speaks today. He's still speaking. In fact, he's speaking now. And I've learned how you see him really determines how you will receive him. Think about that. How you see him will determine how you receive him.
He's talking, if you will listen. And you know, these, these filters are so simple. But I pray that you'll never forget these filters. I hope that forever when you think something, that this grid would become a, a, something that's inside you, that's just automatically reactionary. When somebody says something, you're immediately going, is it in line with God's word? We live in an age where everyone does what is right in their own eyes. And they justify it. Instagram it with a smile. Arrogance is alive on planet earth. But is it in line with God's word? Not with popular thinking. Team, you can come up. Does it draw me closer to Jesus? Do people in spiritual authority around me give me the green light on this? Do I have a peace? Do I have an inner deep peace from God about this? And so I'm telling, no, I'm challenging you to follow these filters. And if you do, I believe you will ultimately follow the voice of God. You will hear it. Ignore it and chances are adversity will eventually catch up with you and teach you. You can't escape it. But if you prepare to hear, then you can obey. You can obey immediately because, because you've heard and it will produce fruit. It will produce the fruit that you want in your life. And so I want to say, don't give up on listening because he is speaking. Test the Spirit and you will hear the voice of God. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for your word today. I want to thank you that you're speaking. I want to thank you for this message. Lord, I want to thank you that your voice has actually been very loud and clear today. And I pray for every one of us that you would test the Spirit. Test the things that we are hearing. Test the things that we are being told to believe in. Test the things we're thinking and see if they are actually of God. Because God ultimately, so many things are at stake. Eternity is often at stake. Lord, I know that life is too important to, to spend our time following voices that do not have our best interests at heart. That do not lead us to our God-given destiny and purpose in you. So God, my prayers for here, for us here at the Rock, God, that we would discern your voice in our lives. And not only would we discern your voice in our lives, but that we would be quick to obey it. What's the point of hearing if we don't obey? Just go around continually doing our own thing. And so I pray, God, you'll open our eyes. Open our eyes in Jesus' name.